I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to them. Nero has lost his mind. Welcome to episode one, Ray Harris, of the life of Nero. He may have lost his uh, mind, but he has never lost his voice. So, yeah, he can sing anybody down. And we're going to prove that uh, as the series goes on. And I feel a bit of affinity to Nero there. We decided to conquer the world, not through song, although (laughs) we have sung a lot. We on this show have. over the years, but we through have. dick jokes. Yes. We thought we would conquer yes. the world through dick jokes. So far, yeah. hasn't really mapped out. As, but, you know, <laughs> we haven't been assassinated yet. So, so win-win. You know. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're still alive. Yeah. Well, yes. There are riots close to your house <laughs> coming next week. But, yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah. not because of us. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm probably wrong. Uh, I'm wrong. I think we, we've added yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah. This is the story, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, of a boy known as Lucius Domitius Ahenobarbus. Right. But known to us and to history right. as Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus or oh. just... Baron Trump. No, I mean Nero. <laughs> yes. Who, who, I guess somewhere along, how much, let me ask you, how much did you know about Nero um, going into this? Did you, have you read about him before? Did you know the highlights? I'm just curious. No, yeah, the highlights. Like okay. everybody, you know, I guess my uh, knowledge of Nero extends to the fact that he fiddled while Rome burned. Right. He uh, blamed the, the great fire of Rome on the Christians. He yes. was supposedly one of the worst tyrants in history. Right. And he was the last of the Julio-Claudian emperors. And also, uh, yeah. of course, the, the, the 666 or the 616, as it supposedly is in the oldest versions of the Book of Revelations, right. uh, according to most scholars today, refers to Nero. So that's pretty much all I know about Nero going yeah. into the series. Ray, what about you? You probably, yeah, most of that, probably not to the degree that you did. I did not know, and I will not spill the beans about some of his... Uh, Spouses that we'll get into in the future. I was unaware of his wide range in tastes. We'll leave it right there. But he basically oh. did what we should have did in Vegas. Um, laws be damned. But anyway, uh, we'll get into. No, I, I. You know, you've heard you hear he's a bad guy. He did all these horrible things. But maybe one of the questions is we're going to find out when he is having people killed. Is he like maybe Caligula in defending himself against? one conspiracy after another. So we'll have to find out, was it truly murder or was it self-defense? Yeah, we went into the Caligula series uh, believing that Caligula was yeah, crazy, crazy and a tyrant. Fuck. And I think right. at the end of that series, we both went, ah. Yeah, more balanced view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe a lot of the... Exe- yeah. yeah, they were coming at him. Yeah. yeah. So let's find Born out. Born on the 15th of December, 37 CE, mm-hmm. to Agrippina the Younger, daughter of Agrippina the Elder and Germanicus, right. and to Cnaeus Domitius Ahenobarbus, 
A decent guy. Son, the son of Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> a good bloke. If ever uh, there was one. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll find the out. Son of, we'll find the out. son of Antonia Major, daughter of Marcus Antonius, a.k.a. Mark Antony, and right. a niece of the Emperor Augustus and her husband, wow. Lucius Domitius Ahenobarbus. A who's who of Rome. Yeah. On the 13th of October, 54 CE, Nero became the fifth and last of yes. the Julio-Claudian emperors of the Roman Empire mm-hmm. on the murder of his stepfather and great-uncle, Allegedly. Claudius. Yeah. And how old was he? How old was he shaving well, every the- day? Go ahead. Sorry, this sorry. is confusing to me, Ray, because right. all of the books say he was 17 years old. But according to my maths, right. he would have been 16 years yes, old. he was not. I'd read he wasn't quite 17. So I, I hmm. concur. Yeah. Born in December, became emperor in October. That sounds like an old nursery rhyme. Uh, <laughs> anyway, like going somewhere with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would have been sixteen and ten <laughs> right. months right. when Claudius died, and he was declared imperator. Yeah. And as he had of, a reputation yeah. for being right. a tyrant, but as we yeah. said, so does his predecessor and uncle yeah. Caligula. What about an artist? So he I had c- a reputation as an artist. <laughs> We're going to find. He out. wanted to sing. <laughs> um, I can't Don't make me sing. <laughs> Don't make, make Don't me play the liar. Sing. Don't make Don't me make sing. sing. And a one, and he, a two. And a, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, we weren't asking you to. Oh, really? Okay, if you insist. Fine, twist my arm. I can't wait to see where we land on this. Yeah, Certainly all of the books that yeah. I read pre- preparing for these episodes basically start off by saying, yeah, he was pretty much the worst tyrant in history. <laughs> so, look, I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room here. Right, right. We'll find out. Because when you start the books on Caligula, a lot of the modern biographies, you, you'll find a couple that'll go, oh, he was the worst, and a couple that will say, eh, you know what, in mm. retrospect, probably not as bad as history paints him out. Mm. With Nero, eh, they're all like, yeah, no, he was yeah. bad. That the, said, right. there's not a lot of books on Nero. Exactly. I so, was going to say, you should write one, because I was disappointed as far as anything... Up to date, or not, but modern, I guess. There's some older books about him. Yeah. We'll talk about the source materials a little bit later on. But by the time we're done, the question is, is fifth time the charm for the Roman Empire? Stay tuned. (laughs) I think first time was the charm. (laughs) I think Augustus was the charm. Downhill from there. Downhill. Yeah, Yeah, downhill. Okay. Demetrius, his uh, father, Gnaeus Demetrius Ahenobarbus, often just referred to as Demetrius in the sources, married his first cousin, once removed Agrippina the Younger, Caligula's sister. That's hot. After her 13th birthday. That sounds right to me. Yeah. 28. (laughs) And she's 13. Would you like to get married? Sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. I apologize. Mm. Mm, yeah, Virginia rules. <laughs> now he was, or, or Utah rules. He was far older than her, and yeah. I think it's important to understand a little bit about him and his bloodline. Um, okay, you know, in the in the uh, Tiberius series and and onwards, we talked about the Claudians a lot. Right. 
their great history of patricians and they'd had like 400 consuls and, <laughs> you know, 27 <laughs> dictators in the family line. And yes. They, yeah. they were, you know, the, the Kennedy one. family times a thousand exactly. to Rome. Exactly. But the family of the Domitii Ahenababi mm. is also really interesting. They also belong to the Republican nobility. What can you tell us about the Domitii Ahenababi, Ray? Ooh, unfortunately, I mean, I've, we, ever since we've been doing the show, we've used the name Ahenobarbus, um, So, but obviously that could be different families. Now, unfortunately, I have a list of rather sad accusations towards Domitius that comes to us from uh, Suetonius, but I don't have much on the family before him. So if you want to run over that, then I can give everybody an idea of what at least Suetonius thought of this mm. individual. Good to see that you uh, did the bare minimum, right? Uh, they could boast a line of consuls right. that extended back over 200 years. Not bad. And family legend traced their beginnings, or the, the beginnings of their fame, really, right. right back to the very dawn of the Roman Republic. It was said that Castor and Pollux, who sure. are Castor and Pollux, right? Remind everyone. I've stood on their temple steps, but I can't remember anything about them. Were they were they fighting? Were they brothers? I can't remember. Mm, mm. <laughs> they were the twin brothers, twin brothers of Greek mythology who were turned into gods. Sure. sure. They, according to the family legend of the Demetii, had foretold the Roman victory over the Latins to none other than Lucius Demetius. And they provided proof of their divinity by stroking his cheeks um, okay. and making his beard turn bronze, which that gave that would do it. Gave gave rise to the family's cognomen, cognomen, right? Redbeard, a henobarbus. Oh, okay. Now, did you learn that from CNN or did you learn that from uh, the History Channel after nine o'clock when they do Aliens and Pyramids? Just curious. Just curious. I learned it from a combination, my daily reading of Fox News and Gab.com. <laughs> All right. I stand corrected. Yeah. So um, important people. Now, the, you know, probably the real story, I think, here is uh, somebody fucked a Scotsman. Right. At some point. Right. Someone got <laughs> it from a Scotsman. Sco- yeah. Someone yeah, yeah, got yeah. it from a Scotsman and they had red beards and they're like, wow, we can't oh, admit to fucking a we Scotsman. Got to uh, come up with something better. Or, or uh, yeah. a wild, no, not a wild walker. Who were, the, who were the people in Game of Thrones that lived beyond the wall? Uh, <sighs> wild. The wildlings. Okay. Somebody fucked a wildling right. who had a big, long red beard. I can't remember what that guy's name was in the show. Had a big, long red <laughs> beard. You remember him? Had, had the had the hots for the big muscly chick, Bren of Tarth. Anyway, ah, some somebody some game yeah. of, some Game of Thrones nerd out there is putting their hand <laughs> up. Ooh, 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 <laughs> big, big me, big me, big me, and I scene. read I read right. all of the books uh, before they even made the TV show. <laughs> I used to read them in between playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> Don't know why I'm making with- fun of nerds. I'm doing a fucking history <laughs> podcast, and I'm making fun of nerds. Really, yeah, that's not really really yeah. made a documentary on who wrote the Bible, and I'm making fun of nerds. Really, yeah, good call. <clears throat> really, really. <laughs> um, they were incredibly wealthy 
the uh, oh, Domitii nice. Ahenababai. Yes. Uh, Nero's great great grandfather right. raised troops to fight on Pompey's side in the civil war by promising them land from his own estates. And you get a house, and you get a house, and you get a house. <laughs> On a cow, because I like you. Yeah, that's that's that's, money. that's how rich he was. Yes. He was giving away land to people if they would fight for the losing side of a civil war. Good God. By Nero's time, though, the family didn't have a great reputation. Over to you, <sighs> no, Mr... Yeah. Uh, lowest amount of effort possible. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, at least I got the mister. It was doctor. So anyway, uh, yeah, so according <laughs> to Suetonius, um, who clearly did not like this guy, uh, Domitius, he considered him a bad ombre, which I don't know how to translate that into Latin. I'm sorry. So supposedly Domitius... Badass Okay, there Squeeze. we go. Badass Arraeus. Uh, he... Um, the, Badass Arraeus? Yes. Is, that, is that your name? Yeah. Arias, it, it could be. Arias, if I in Latin, I'm going to try to register that dot com right now. Um, he so supposedly this guy had a, I don't know if you want to call it a, a temper problem or he just didn't know where the line was or like you just said with that lineage and the former riches they had maybe he's like you know fuck it if there was a king of Rome I'd be it and I could pretty much do what I want. So according to Suetonius. And I think you might have said this before, uh, years ago or months ago, he killed his own freedmen when the freedmen did not drink as much as his master told him to. He wanted him a certain amount of drunk. He didn't quite make it to, you can't see it, but I'm raising my hand to that level. And so the master killed him. That sounds right to me. He supposedly ran over a child who was playing on the road. I don't know if it was a horse or a chariot, but either way, it's the child's fault for being in the road. I think we can all agree on that. Um, an equestrian criticized Domitius, and so what does he do? He pulls out one of his eyes. Me, I would have pulled out both eyes, but Domitius is a good guy, so he only pulls out one eye. He cheated his bankers. I think we can all agree that's a good thing. It's kind of like Trump. And he swindled prize money from victorious charioteers. He slept around, but that's no big thing. However, Thibault, before he dies, does accuse this guy of treason, adultery, and incest with his sister. But that before uh, Thibault can really do anything about it, if he was going to, Thibaut dies and that threat is no more. But this guy seems to be a despicable and dishonest human being who, or maybe he was just never told no. But the point is, this is the biological makeup that is going to help make Nero. And it goes back uh, further to Nero's grandfather gave beast baitings oh, within God. the city. Right. Now, I know you've often <laughs> given masturbatings within your city. That's I teach a master one class. Of the reasons, yes. It's one of the reasons you have to live out in the country now. <laughs> you, got, right. you got evicted from the city for masturbatings. It's an art form. You're like, hey, right? I'm a master. Uh, watch me bait. <laughs> oh, debate. Uh, you know- no, that's not what I do. I don't debate. Go ahead. <laughs> I debauch <laughs> and I... D-back. Exactly. But I do not a debate. What, uh, what is a beast baiting, Ray? Is, that, is this animal torture, animal cruelty, 
Yeah, it's basically just animals fighting each other, like putting oh, a bunch of dogs right. in 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 a forum in a ring Betting with some it. lions or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Dick just move. gearing animals up to kill each other. His grandfather gave beast baitings within the city as well as in the circus Maximus, God. and suffered a reprimand and a legal injunction from Augustus himself Whoa. for the cruelty of his gladiatorial shows. Yeah. Generations of Augustus was like, listen, we we may be Romans, but there's there's a fucking line here. (laughs) Lucius (laughs) Demetius Ahenobarbus, there's a line. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We don't allow Ray to masturbate in the city, and you need to to stop with such cruel gladiatorial shows. You are the elite. Act like it. This... This grandfather was consul in 16 BCE right? and had a pretty good reputation as a military leader, won a triumphal insignia for his success in Germany, right? and Augustus gave his family patrician status, and mm, he was that. named as an executor of Augustus's will. So that the family, yeah. good mixture of brutal cruelty <laughs> and military success. Because you always want those two things oh, to go together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wealth, dovetail. military yeah. power, and yeah. psychopathic brutality. <laughs> you know, they're a winning combination in Rome yeah. and yeah. Uh, in the church, around the world. B- business. Yeah, you <laughs> never know when you're going to need it. Come on. It's nice now, day. you said uh, that his father, Nero's father, was in jail for adultery and murder and treason. Yeah, I misunderstood genius. And incest with his sister, Demetia Lepida Minor. Incest is best. Only escaped execution on the death of Tiberius. Now, I want you to do the math here for me, right. Papa Bear. Okay. I know math. I know nobody knows math as well as you. <sighs> I know math, uh, I just don't know numbers. Go ahead. What did you tell me the other day? If you take your pants off, you can count up to 20 and a half. If I'm... If uh, no. No, no, that was you. If I'm butt naked, I'm I can sure count to 21. that's what you said. No, you said and a, that. And I cried. 20 and a bit. And then you 20 laughed. And a, 20 and a... And then I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> then you called me back and apologized. Look, that's right. For hanging You're right, up. but you didn't have to say it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. Do the do, math. do the math. Yeah. Tiberius died on the sixteenth of March, thirty seven CE. Right. Nero was born on the fifteenth of December, thirty seven CE. Nine months to the day, right, of Tiberius's death. Are, are we going for reincarnation here? What What are we? <laughs> what are we going for here? I hadn't thought about that, but yes, that's possible. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. the you know this is the Rome that where they believe that, uh, believe that. some some dead Jew was the Messiah. Right. Anything's possible. True. No, it seems to me like Nero was conceived on a home from jail. Fuck. It was a tie yellow want... ribbon around the old right. oak tree. Fuck. Right. <laughs> it was like I've been away in jail. Right. <laughs> Nearly died. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thought, I, thought I would, no, not 50. I thought I was going to die. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I had all this, you know. Uh, Pent up. You know, uh, yes. Semen. Pent up uh, red beard. Right. Um, In my semen. Little right. known fact that their semen was also red, the Demetrio. Oh, that actually make, that makes sense, scientifically. Yeah, original name was uh, Aheno. Aheno. <laughs> Red Earl. Spermo. And a spermo. 
<laughs> spam a lot. Sperm a lot. Uh, Call me sperm a, a lot. A pe- <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Seems to me right, right. like D- D- Domitius got let out of jail, ran home, <laughs> popped Honestly. one in... Agrippina the Younger. Or, or two. Uh, to, to, right. <laughs> to celebrate getting home from jail. Now, right. the point of this is, if Tiberius had survived another day and Demetrius had been executed, no Nero. Right. So it is Thibaut's fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, no, Caligula's, Caligula's fault, fault for, for having... smothering him. Yeah. <laughs> for smothering who, Tiberius to who death. Who was the or, Praetorian... Oh, uh, oh, Marco, Mark, 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 Mario, 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 one of the Mario brothers. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so so it's Caligula's fault. So anyway. Yes. According to Suetonius, when Nero was born, quote, his father responded to his friend's congratulations, saying nothing could be born of himself and Agrippina that would not inspire loathing and bring disaster for the state. <laughs> does, is he, does it, look, look, I'm a dick. You know that D-bag, it never stuck with me. I never did. I, I'm, a, I'm a putz. I've been cruel my whole life. I'll probably pass it on to my kid. And oh my God, my wife, yeah, she's only a teenager, but she's a bitch too. If there's anything coming from this union, it's got to be bad for the world. It's got to be. He thought D-bag stood for do the oh, cunt. D- <laughs> yeah. I it was excel. a translation error. I excel in the early version of our works. You're right, Exactly. Years later, the story was told that Agrippina consulted with an astrologer about Nero's future and was told that he would rule but would kill his mother. And she replied, let him kill as long as he rules. Mm. God damn. These Romans are... There's got to be lead in the water. I'm sorry. They've gone way off the tracks by now. It's okay it's not if he Flint, kills me. It's not Flint, it's, Michigan, Ray. Maybe it it's is. It's Rome. We're maybe talking it is. I don't know. It's okay if he Rome kills me. Rome was the me. Flint, Michigan of right. the world. Of as, long as, he, as long as he becomes the power one day, it's okay that if I have to hmm. be killed by him. or I mean, that's insane. But what do I know? Uh, Demetrius, the father, died of dropsy, uh, a.k.a. edema, fluid retention. Same thing uh, my... Uh, Fighting fish, Thai uh-huh. fighting fish died of that I bought Fox for his birthday uh, right. two exactly. years ago. Yeah. When you say fighting so, fish, were you pulling a Demetrius or is that just what it's called? The, yeah, no, that's uh, – you've never seen a fighting fish? No? Did, did you? Beautiful fish. Okay. Oh, see, see, you mm. didn't have it fight other well, fish and, and place wagers on No. Well, they do fight fish if you let them near other fish. That's why oh, they're called fighting fish. They gotcha. love to fight. I love to fight. Right. Um, okay. Well, to be fair, it actually died when I flushed it down the toilet, but it would have died <laughs> of dropsy. <laughs> so, if, I had if anything, you're a hero. It down the right. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, <laughs> took mercy on it. I thought it was a faster death. Did you, did you feel like a god? Eat. Oh, my God. No, you stood I felt over the horrible. To- oh, good I felt for you. sad. But that's the, the sign fish of a for good like a god. year. And right. I felt, <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Quite literally, because you're going to be dead in about a minute when you can't breathe. <laughs> As I stand and, over the uh, toilet. Yeah. My throne, if you will. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> when his father died, right. 
Nero only got a third of his estate and didn't even get that much in the end of the day because Caligula, his co-heir, seized everything. Why did Caligula do such a thing, Ray? Because he could? Is this a trick question? Uh, Uh, No. How much of the history do you recall that we've there done talked about two seasons ago? I remember, okay, let me backtrack here. I remember um, Caligula banning Agrippina and the other sister for being in on the attempt to kill him. And then uh, uh, we'll call him Nero, but at the time he was probably called Lucius. At the time, Nero was not quite two. He gets sent to live with Domitia. I think it's an aunt or something like that. But he is stripped of everything, and he lives with her for a couple of years. She does not take him seriously because he's supposedly, you know, basically his life is over. It's been ruined. He's lucky he's alive, but he's been he's lost um, he's lost everything. And so she doesn't give him great tutors. In fact, she she could say dancer and a barber to tutor him. But supposedly he had lost everything, and there was um, it was because of his mother had attempted to kill Caligula and had failed. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah. Mostly right. Okay. So. The year before his father died, Agrippina had been caught up in the scandal where this happened after Caligula's sister Drusilla died. He went into like a depression. Yeah. Then, yeah. uh, Then he got, oh, by the way, you know the actress that played her in Tito's film, Tinto Brass's film? Ingrained in my penis. Memory. Memory, go ahead. I said at the time she was in another of his films called Salon Kitty, which is based on the real story of a brothel that was run in Berlin during the late 30s and early 40s. I am so interested. Where uh, the the Nazis ran (laughs) to um, basically try and get high-ranking visitors, foreign emissaries, as well as their own people, Germans right. and, and Nazis as well, to, uh, like, I mean, non-Nazi Germans and Nazis as well, uh, to to spill the beans on how they really felt about the Nazi party ah, and what they really thought with prostitutes. Right. Based on a true story, Tinto Brass uh, did a film of that with the same actress in the lead role that played, uh, and it's uh, full of bush. I haven't watched it yet, but I scanned through it uh, the other day. I downloaded it, and it's uh, ooh, full of bush. Yeah. And... Right, uh, f- freaky deaky shit, as you would hope from a Tinto brass. Film. I'm hoping lots of freaky, lots yeah, of freaky deaky shit. Popcorn, yeah. <clears throat> By freaky right. deaky, I'm talking, yeah, lots of sex scenes featuring people uh, with uh, missing limbs and deformed oh. torsos mm. and uh, mm. stubble, stubby body parts. Mm. Not my cup of tea, but for her, I would, mm. I would go through it. Is it though? Don't knock it till you tried it, right? That's it's what you told me in Vegas. Don't knock it till you try. Um, so, anyway. Drusilla had died. Caligula believed there was a conspiracy against him being hatched by his brother-in-law and part-time lover, right. Marcus Aemilius Lepidus, and his two surviving sisters, Agrippina yes. and Julia Lavilla. Agrippina was suspected of adultery with Lepidus right. as well. Uh, when he was executed, she was forced to carry his ashes oh, right. back mm. to Rome. Then mm-hmm. Caligula banished his two sisters to a remote island on the Mediterranean Sea. She was stripped of all of her assets, Yes, which means when her husband died, Caligula <laughs> took all of her money 
as well, including all of Nero's money. And as you said, Nero was raised by his aunt Lepida. Right. Not Domitia, Domitia Lepida, the younger. Lepid, oh, Domitia Lepida. Lepida, the younger. Uh, and yeah. yeah, she placed him in the care of the two cheapest tutors <laughs> she could find. She basically right. just dragged two guys off the street and so, said, hey, how'd hey. you like a job yeah. uh, tutoring Nero? And they were like, what's, what's that mean? <laughs> and she was like, doesn't matter. I'm yeah, just, you're hired. Just, if yeah. anything, you're yeah. overqualified. Yeah. 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 But, now, okay. when Claudius yeah. yes, yes, succeeded yeah. to the empire a little under four years later, Nero not only got back his Damn father's right. property, Damn right. but increased his wealth because his mother married again after she was allowed to return. Right. She married Crispus Passienus. Crispy penis. Uh, who was Fabulous, crispy penis, fabulously wealthy yes. um, and crispy. And, uh, <laughs> then, and she executed, she had him, then she had him murdered well, and took all of his money. That's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is she said to him, would you make me your heir? He said, I love you, yes, which she took to mean you need to die now so I can have all that money. So it depends on how you look at it. So, yeah, not only does he get his – not only does Nero get his rightful – uh, fraction of his inheritance back. But then, yeah, his new stepfather has got 200 million sisters. He's been consul twice. You know, he is one of the, the greatest Romans out there. And so things are looking up. But the trick is Nero doesn't really, I don't know if he loves his mother, but there, there was a huge gap where she was away for a couple of years. And so he was a very young boy. And so how much does he really remember of her? Was the bond broken between them two when they got back together? Is it really been renewed? I mean, you've got to think there's some, there's some little bit of weirdness in this household because she wasn't there from, from age two on to whenever she comes back. So I think that might play into this later on when he, doesn't really like his mother all, all that much. She's not the typical mother to him because she wasn't there for a couple of years. It wasn't her fault, but she wasn't there for a couple of years. You know who really uh, killed Crispy Penis? I would imagine a microwave. No, who? <laughs> I, have it on, I have it on good authority. It was Antifa. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. But, yeah, but was it Trump people dressed up as Antifa? No, 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 no. It was Antifa people... Up. Dressed up as Trump people. Oh, wow, they get around. Yeah, they I've been reading around. Fox News, right? Oh, so, I'm, I'm so quite you know what sure. You're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Antifa is the real problem here. Now, uh, some of them have been undercover for like four or five years because they, they've gone mm, back and found the videos. And, deep, yeah, deep, deep cover. Deep cover. Deep cover. Deep, yeah. Deep cover. Yeah. Where did where did the Antifa people touch you? Is uh, the question. <laughs> Show me here on this Trump doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So so Nero's life is getting a little better. He's got his mom back. His mom's got some financial security. Things are looking pretty good. Uh, well, mm, yeah, no, not so much because <laughs> when Agrippina comes back and murders her husband, gets married, then murders him, Claudius's wife at the time, good old Messalina, worried that Nero might be a threat to her son, Britannicus. Oh, shit. So she sent some men to strangle Nero during his siesta. Oh. So he's a little boy. He's asleep. They come in. They climb through the window. They go up to the crib slash bed, whatever the hell it was, and they're about to put their hands around his neck and squeeze until he is no more. But then, I guess maybe the fates 
a god stepped in? What do you think? Something like that. But I actually, um, you know, in doing my research right. for the show. What's that word? Research. I'm going to write that down. Research. Okay. Yeah, research. <laughs> so you search uh, it once and then you search it again. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Got it. I uh, I found some clips of you are the these greatest. two guys who were sneaking the... in to try and kill uh, Nero. I'll play those clips now. All right. <laughs> ah, dead kid. Do you know what it is? I'm coming in! Uh, the little kid who's left home uh, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Colin McCulkin. Can't remember. He's left home alone for Christmas, but you can't remember the name of the film. Home alone! Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's only going to get worse as I get older. I fucking told you that. <laughs> and it's not the gummies. Don't be blaming the Anyway. It's too late for you, kid. We're already in the house. We're going to get you. Okay, come and get me. There you go. That's the clip. (laughs) (laughs) What they didn't know was that they they weren't alone. There was something else there. (laughs) According to the story, these men who snuck in to strangle him encountered a snake. Sure. Emerging from the couch where he was sleeping and was so terrified they ran away. Now, <laughs> sorry, this, this oh, snake. Now, this is a great story. Number one, you have to wonder where is Messalina getting these guys? Right, where is she hiring these Not guys? Not top shelf. Not top shelf. Maybe they got them <laughs> in the same place where they got the barber and the uh, dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like she's just like dragging people in off the street and saying, "Hey, can you assassinate uh, the great great grandson of Augustus or whatever?" No, it's uh, these these are not your best assassins. These really are the Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern of assassins here. What? Sure, I'll do <laughs> I it. Know. No problem. Look, and I know it's ironic for me to. Uh, make fun of somebody who hired somebody who's completely dumb and useless <laughs> to uh, do a job. I don't. Get I get the, the irony in right. that. I, I, I understand. I know you won't understand because <laughs> <laughs> you saw a snake and ran away. Actually, you you saw some work was required. <laughs> Same. And, and were terrified. Right. Ran right. <laughs> ran away. Right. Uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is sure. Uh, we see these stories of snakes come up a lot. Uh, there was oh. a snake in the birth story of Alexander the Great. Yeah. I think there was a snake involved in, was it Augustus's? Or was it, no, it was maybe an eagle with Augustus. Someone else in Rome had a snake involved in their mm. birth story. Can you recall who that was? Was it Caligula? I don't. But Why am I asking you? Yeah, That's like asking you. Joe Pesci to, <laughs> exactly. to tell me how to break who, into a house. Who's the fool? The fool or the fool who asks the fool a question? Come on, Cam. Obviously. Come on. Yeah. You're embarrassing yeah. yourself. But I, let me ask you I this. Know. These two guys who are broken who were going to strangle this little kid, I'm guessing this can't be the first time they ever came across a snake. I'm just speculating, spitballing. <laughs> Come, It's Italy. <laughs> it, yeah, right. Snake. It's they're snakes. The, yeah, I no, mean it's not it's Australia. The home of the snake. Exactly. But there's snakes around. Yeah, how how scary can Italian snakes be? Australian snakes, it's another story, but Italian well, snakes, they're like 
Hey, <laughs> forget about it. And you know, it's yeah. Now, <clears throat> the 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 snake, as we know, um, in ancient uh, mythologies, uh, was a god. We've told the story of right. Python or Python, the god that Apollo had to kill. I think we told this in the Alexander series. There's a famous statue out there too that represents this. It appears in a lot of paintings. Apollo had to fight and kill the snake god. I think it was the, the when he was taking over the temple at uh, where's the famous temple of Apollo? Apollo? What the Apollo. fuck is Apollo? Apollo in uh, Greece, the temple of... To the uh, north of Greece proper. Come on. Yeah, I didn't ask you to just say a range of I, words. I'm working asked, my way like, oh, there. The Jesus, Delphi. Christ on a stick. Delphi, just Google it, bitch. Like, I Googled it. Why can't you fucking Google it? Why does it always have to be me my that has to Google things? You just talk. Busy. Oh, it's in the north or the south of <laughs> Greece or Italy or somewhere... In Rome, <laughs> I remember uh, it from the map. You know what? Mm-mm. Yeah, there's I'm not it's doing on this. a I'm not doing somewhere. This it's on the internet. <gasps> um, the famous oracle at Delphi was called the Pythia, and uh, she she represented like uh, the the high priestess of the Python, the religion based around the Python, and then Apollo came in and he had to like kill the Python. To take over the temple, right? Basically, <laughs> it's a story of right. you know the, the succession of the gods. They, they worshipped Python, the, the the big snakes. These ancient people, like you, you know, I know that you, your wife worships <laughs> D'Angelo's Python. Um, she <laughs> so the snakes, and then you got obviously in the Old Testament, Adam and Eve. Right. There's a snake that leads them astray, although it doesn't actually say that in. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, so the Old Testament, down. right? But you know, it's but, always been it's always been interpreted as right. a serpent, but sign of power um, and significance and snake. Well, skin. it was a. It, I yeah. think there was a big snake cult. We know that Alexander the Great's mother, Olympia, she could turn uh, belonged to a snake cult. Right, right, and could turn into a snake. Shape <laughs> of a snake, she would say. <laughs> Have you watched what we do in the shadows yet? The TV no. show. I have not. Fucking just fucking watch it, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, if we can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't because I have to play this clip from it. Oh, this is This is Matt Berry turning into a bat in <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> now we can carry on with our lovemaking. Um, I'm going to walk home. <laughs> Why the hell would you do that? Why would you walk home when you could turn into a bat? Bat! That's how he turns into a bat. He goes, bat! bat! <laughs> Larger penis? Nope, nothing. Anyway. <laughs> please? Pretty please? Sugar t- Nothing. Anyway. Uh, you should go up to Heather and say, in a Matt, Ver- Matt Berry voice, <clears throat> I would like to have sexual relations with you. <laughs> sexual. His two defining words are sexual and pleasure. <laughs> I would like to pleasure you while we have sexual relations. I'm going to try that. 
<clears throat> so it, this whole fucking story seems to have come about because there were some snake skins found in his bed right around the pillow. Get Why were they there? Who the fuck knows? Hey, uh, there's snakes maybe all over Nero, the place here in Virginia. Maybe so. he ate snake a lot. Maybe he was eating a snake and he just threw the skins or, on his bed before he went to sleep. If I could use science for a second, the snake came in during the the colder weather, shed its skin in spring or whatever, or whenever they do it, and took off. I mean, not rocket science. We see, we come across snake skin all the time here. So, uh, but and no again, one, no one noticed. Yeah. He's living. His father's right. like a trillionaire. He's living in. Yeah. He didn't have like fucking cleaners cleaning Worst up snake skin. Servants ever. <laughs> You know, oh my God, it wasn't a snakeskin. It was a used condom because some of the servants were banging each other in the nursery and just ignoring the baby. Why do I have to figure everything out? According to tradition or legend, at Agrippina's request, these snakeskins were set into a gold bracelet which Nero used to wear on his right arm. Sounds normal. Until he got tired of being reminded of his mother and he threw it away. Then he tried to get it back. Right. But it was too late. You sure it wasn't the snake's foreskin? No, it in didn't 49, matter. Didn't it was Jesus's foreskin, <laughs> the holy the holy foreskin. <laughs> Sorry. In 49 CE, right. Agrippina became Claudius's fourth wife after the execution of Messalina for fucking yes. around. Yes. What did Agrippina immediately start doing? Power play. She replaced fuck, everybody fuck. and made them loyal to her. And started fucking around. And started fucking around. Uh, Nero was <laughs> yeah. 11 at the time, and his education was no, now handed yeah. over to <laughs> whom, Ray? Seneca. I don't think you say it like that, but Seneca. Uh, a Stoic, a Trajan, uh, the exact opposite, really, if you think about it, of a dancer and a barber. Uh, and this guy had um, tutored other noble families so that he knew what he was doing. So this kid, who's not quite 12, goes from the worst to the best. But here's what I wanted to ask you, and don't give too much away because this comes into the future. Do you, as some sources said, said that um, because of the barber and the dancer, that Nero, at this point, when he first meets Seneca, is going to be rather superficial. He's going to want to be able to recite plays and do dress up and do his hair and be all pretty. And he likes beauty and poetry and all that shit. That might be pushing the point too much, but... One author made a lot of it that he was had a very superficial existence, and now he's going to be tutored by a Stoic. I mean, that is the definition of night and day. Which uh, Seneca was it? Seneca the Elder or Seneca the Younger? The Younger. The younger. Mm. There was this Pass Seneca the test. Older, the Younger, the Even Younger, the Glint in the Milkman's Eye. I'm not sure who comes after that. And Seneca uh, at the time was yeah. a senator. So he was Senator Seneca. Can you say that? For, for $10, Ray, uh, can you say that 10 times fast? Start, your time starts Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you start, before you start it, you would be surprised, or maybe not by the things that I would be willing to do for $10. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Things Senator, you can do with your tongue for $10. Yeah. <laughs> Senator, no, shut up. Senator Seneca, on, Senator, Seneca Senator Seneca, 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 Senator Seneca. Uh, I got like ah! almost. Couldn't almost. do it. No. I hear that Failed. every night. That's yeah. That $10 is staying in my pocket, my friend. <laughs> you mean it's tucked in your pants? Yeah. It was only $10 Australian, which is like oh, $3 US gotcha. anyway. Hey, so. 
Let me ask you something real quick before we go on. Let me sit here and find it. Some sources said that Claudius, the emperor, one of the reasons he marries Agrippina the Younger is because he is a Claudian, not as far as his blood, a Julian, and he wanted to reconnect to that family through marriage, so he picks her. I was just wondering. I think that was was one of the potential arguments that was made. Okay. Um, the other one was that Nero was in the family and they they didn't want her marrying someone else who That's might right. become a threat to the throne because right. they, they could Nero center around was him. running around. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good point. Now, according to Suetonius, people say that on the next night, Seneca dreamed that he was teaching Caligula and soon afterwards Nero provided confirmation of the dream, revealing his monstrous nature at the earliest possible opportunity. <sighs> Dick. Yeah. So, hindsight? What? What are we thinking? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, the, obviously, I'll get into the sources a little bit later and, and some of the problems with the sources, but yeah, so, uh, you know, as we'll see, the, in the first part of Nero's rule, everything goes great. Yeah, um, first five years. He. he <clears throat> He seems to be a nice kid. Yeah. So this whole he demonstrated his monstrous nature. I'm not stretch. sure. I think this is yeah. I think they're yeah. they're trying to paint him out to be evil from the get go. That's right. Now Seneca was one of the best orators at the time, and was a celebrated author of Stoic philosophical ph- philosophical the yeah. fuck philosophical <laughs> essays. But as we covered in our last season, during the early reign of Claudius, he'd been sent to exile in Corsica. And, and you know, we've both been to Corsica. Yes. I met Chrissy in Corsica. It's one of my right. favorite places, not the worst place in the world to be sent into exile, <laughs> at least now. <laughs> right. Maybe right. back then uh, it was a bit rougher. Sure. Uh, birthplace of Napoleon, of course. Right. Um, he was accused, he'd been accused, this is uh, Seneca, of. Uh, adultery with Julia Lavilla, the right. sister to Caligula and Agrippina, who'd just been brought back from exile for uh, having sex with Lepidus. Right. Sen- now Get she's accused of adultery with Seneca, both sent into exile again, she and, uh, what's his face? Seneca. Yeah. But once Agrippina became empress, she urged Claudius to let Seneca come home. Now I want to focus on Seneca for a moment because the fact that Nero's tutor in these crucial years, right. from the age of 11 onwards through becoming emperor and onwards, was one of the most famous Stoic philosophers of the, that, that period and still today. He's the guy. If you're into Stoicism, you go and read <laughs> Seneca. He right. is the, the... Like, we've talked on... One of our shows, <laughs> I can't remember, right. of, sure. of um, uh, the famous Epicurean philosopher. Oh, God. Who's so famous. Starts with an L. Yeah, on nature. Oh. Yes. Lucretius. By Lucretius. Lucretius. Fucking hell. Did you look that up? No, just, I love the book. I That was one of the, wow. the best books I'd ever read. Since we've been doing podcasts together, I loved that. Anyway, the sorry. best book you ever read the Wikipedia I, summary of. <laughs> Didn't I say that? I'm pretty sure those words were in there. 
Wikipedia. Yeah. Anyway. We've talked a lot about Lucretius and, and Epicureanism. Mm-hmm. And those of you that have listened to our Alexander show may recall that Epicureanism and Stoicism both emerged around about the same time in the same place. And Stoicism was incredibly uh, popular in Rome at the time of Nero uh, and continued to be incredibly popular. Epicureanism and Stoicism were very popular during the Roman Republic and the Roman Empire. Right. Up, up until the Christians did a deal <laughs> with, uh, well, first Constantine, but eventually with, Theodosius around about Satan. 400 CE. Right. Yeah. And um, all of those schools of philosophy were, were shut down by the yes. Christians. But until then, Stoicism was a very, very popular school of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we understand a little bit about it because it's going to help us understand how it may or may not have shaped Nero's character. You know, when we did the Alexander series, I talked a lot about the fact that his tutor was Aristotle, right. one of the great uh, f- philosophers from the sort of, you know, Platonic uh, and um, uh, uh, fucking who was Plato's teacher? Um, Jesus Christ, I haven't had coffee Aristotle, this Aristotle, Plato, and I didn't Socrates. Sleep. Socrates. Right. Um, Aristotle was uh, a very famous uh, uh, philosopher from that tradition, taught mm-hmm. by Plato himself, I think, from memory, and Plato was taught by Socrates. So Alexander had a great philosopher, um, and it and it had a big impact on him. Not necessarily all in positive ways. We talked right. about Aristotle's racism, but you know, no different from everybody's racism, I guess, at the time. Sure. That's not apologising for it, but he was they were all racists back then. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, not everybody's racist today. Like. like <clears throat> did you um, did you get rid of your um, Camp Auschwitz shirt this week? I hope you uh, buried it uh, in the backyard, along with your uh, you know guns. <laughs> yes, I did. We'll talk later. <laughs> Fucking idiot! He goes to a televised rally yeah. wearing a Camp Auschwitz T-shirt. He was making a point. Uh, he was making a statement, and then the federal authorities made their own statement. <laughs> And wear a mask, by the way. Can I say that besides health, when you're doing something illegal, just it's a go-to thing. Just wear a mask. You know, Batman, whatever, just wear a mask. I don't know. Pick something. <laughs> you're not talking about a PPE mask. No, you're just talking no. about a well, even that might have helped. hide your identity mask. A yeah, hood, maybe. a big white <clears throat> sheet, just something. Mm. Anyway, go ahead. So, um, you know, for those who haven't listened to our Alexander series, the Stoic School of Philosophy, uh, Falafels. Now I want breakfast. Falafel. <laughs> I want some syrup. I want some crispy bacon. I want some falafels. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Anyway. Falafel? Falafel. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I've never had having it. Falafel on your waffle? What? I don't know. No. I, isn't there a word there that means breakfast item something? Falafel anyway. is like a Turkish slash Greek a dish made out of uh, hummus nuts, whatever they're oh, called. Okay, I'll put syrup S- on anything, ask Heather. Spicy fried vegetarian ball thing that you eat with hummus. Oh. It's made with chickpeas, I think. It sounds, I'm going with that. Anyway. Sounds like a breakfast. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No. No, no falafel's what you have at 2 a.m. when you're <laughs> shit-faced. 
<laughs> and you leave a club in Paran in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, you get a yeah. get a falafel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, get something in your stomach, stop you right. throwing up. And start drinking again. Uh, the Stoic school of philosophy, Ray, Ray yeah. emerged just after Alexander's death, around 300 BCE, in Athens, founded by Zeno of Citium, or Citium, depending on how you want to pronounce your Greek C's. Sure. It, it and Epicureanism were a reaction to the fact that people felt like they no longer had a role in political life or a oh. say in political matters. Because Athens, obviously, famously, yeah. uh, had a democracy before Alexander and uh, or before Philip and Alexander came sure. along. And, and, and as we talked about in our show, the idea of the democracy in Athens and of the polis was that everybody, you were the polis. Yes. It wasn't that you 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 had a responsibility to to be to be part of the political fabric of the polis the city but you were the city you defined yourself as the city there was no like the the indigenous australians def, you know thought of themselves as the land right. they didn't see any difference between themselves and the land and like i preach in my very stoicy uh, book the three illusions. There's no difference between me and the universe. They exactly. are the same thing. You I'm can't a... divide the two. The Athenians thought that they couldn't divide themselves from their city. They were the city, so right. therefore they thought of themselves as the good of the city. The good of the city is the is, is the good of me as an individual. But they didn't really even have the the idea of an individual outside of the city. Exactly. Um, the but after the kings came along, Philip and Alexander, and Alexander died, and one of his generals, a succession of his generals, really took over. They fought amongst themselves over Athens and the rest of Alexander's empire. Right. The people didn't get a lot of say in things anymore. It was run by uh, kings and their proxies, yeah. and so the people had to find something else to do with their time. And that's when Epicureanism, uh, founded by Epicurus, and Stoicism, founded by Zeno, emerged in Athens. And it was a way of people to start to think about devoting their lives to something other than the city, and they decided to devote it to achieving a permanent state of happiness and peace, of how to live a good life. Right. Now that we can't play a role in the city's affairs, how should we live, basically? Yeah. How should yes. we live a good life? That's what these philosophies were focused on. And they became interested in individual pursuits, individual happiness rather than the interests mm-hmm. of the community. They, they stepped out of the community and there was a lot of similarities between Epicureanism and Stoicism. Probably both of them were influenced by ideas that came back from India after Alexander invaded India. Some Buddhism and some Taoism would have leaked into Greek ways of thinking just as the Greek ways of thinking leached into Buddhism and Taoism. I remember telling the story on the Alexander series that before the Greeks came into India, mm-hmm. there was no depiction of the Buddha as a, as a person. You know, today we see him as a fat, chubby right. guy, looks a bit, yeah. like, a bit like you, but um, taller. And, uh, yeah. and <laughs> they would depict him only as like footprints in the sand. Right. There was no depiction or, or as, a, as a, a wheel or something. There was no depiction of him as, a, as an individual, as a human. And they were like, oh, Greeks uh, depict their gods yeah. as people. Or we should depict our 
gods as people it's as work on this. well. So it's yeah. it's it's what scholars call syncretism when. Uh, re- different religions or philosophical ideas borrow from each other and start uh, you start to get new ideas. Like I've I often say, I think Christianity, Paul's version of Christianity, was a syncretism of a little bit of Judaism, right. a little bit of Neoplatonism, a little bit of uh, Greek uh, and Egyptian agricultural religions. You know, um, the 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 wine. Uh, religions, the grain religions, mm. little bits where eat this, eat this bread, it is my body. Drink this wine, it is my blood. The, these right. these seem to have come out of agrarian uh, deities. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll mix so, together. Yeah, yeah, a bit of mishmash. You, right. you put them all in a, a cocktail masher. shaker, shake it yeah. up, pour the drink. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, usually it doesn't. Sometimes right. you just get the magic combination of a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a, oh, and a, a little bit of that one in the bed, a little <laughs> bit of human sacrifice, a little bit of bloodletting, wouldn't that be nice? A little bit of oppressing the Jews, a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> life you know in, life yeah. in uh, fucking heaven. What am I having a candy for? I can't eat a candy while I'm talking. So <clears throat> the heart of Stoicism is the idea right. that the only thing in life that really matters and is worth caring about is the self. And by the self, they meant the soul, right. not a Christian conception of the soul either, but that part of you which is right. um, the, the core of your being, right? The yeah. the, the thing that is really... Uh, maybe going to survive after you die. They had some ideas of an afterlife, mm-hmm. the Greeks and the Romans, but it was a little bit, little bit wishy-washy, right? Like it was in Judaism. They didn't really, they didn't pretend to know, like the Christians. So there's an idea. The, 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 the Greeks and the Romans and the Jews went. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe could be if you're maybe. a great general or a great king. Maybe you go to some kind of a fucking paradise right. where there's land of milk and honey, and you get to fuck all the chicks, and it's all great. But honestly, who fucking knows? If you die and you find out, come back and tell us. Right. We don't know. Yeah. We don't need to. We and don't need okay. to pretend we know. Yeah. We don't know. It's okay. Yeah. Just live a good life. Yeah. That's all exactly. we're saying. Make decisions Stop. that avoid misery, bring you peace and happiness and calm and get through this. Yeah. So the Stoics said, well, look, it's not – good life isn't really about how much shit that you have. It's not right. about how big your house is or whether or not you have military prowess. It's not about the cursus sonorum. It's not about, you know, any of this kind of stuff. Ooh, sounds risky. It's not about getting a, a you know, a, a triumph. Right. All of that's bullshit. Yeah. What matters is – virtue and living rationally. Live a good life, you need wisdom. You need to know the difference between good and bad, how to live a life of virtue. And for them, living a good life was living in accordance with nature. For the Stoics, there was this idea that there was a perfect order to the universe. Ah, The universe was governed and organised by a supremely rational intellect whose influence extended from cosmic events, the creation of the stars and the planets, Mm -hmm. down to minute, trivial occurrences. Uh, As it says in the New Testament, not a sparrow can fall from the sky without my father knowing about it or something to that effect. That's stoicism, right? It's everything. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in, in Stoicism, they called right. it nature or God or Zeus. In the three illusions, I call it the laws of physics. Same right. thing. Exactly. Uh, the Stoics, the Stoics, we would love the three illusions. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, in most part, because it's just a three illusions is just like a scientific version of Stoicism. It's like there is a natural order to things. To live the, the way to live happily is to live in accordance with yeah. uh, the the natural order of things. To recognise that everything happens because of the laws of physics, and and to stop wishing it was anything different. Yeah. The sky's not going to turn blue. Oh no, fuck! It's already blue. The sky's not going to turn <laughs> green tonight. Right. Because no. the laws of physics won't allow it to turn green. In fact, it has no colour. It's just the refraction of the spectrum of light. And we see the, the uh, wavelengths of blue. Uh, it's not going to turn green. So stop being upset that it doesn't turn green. That's ridiculous. You're going right. to make yourself unhappy. Just accept that the fucking sky is blue. It's always been blue. It's always going to be blue. Just accept that on this planet. Anyway, it appears blue, not is blue. It appears blue. That's all that matters. Um, just go with it. Don't get upset that you didn't get right. a promotion. It That's just the is. way it played out. It exactly. is what it is. It's yeah. the very yeah. basis of it. Let me quote, just to wrap up here, this section on Stoicism and this first episode from Seneca's work on Providence. Mm-hmm. Why do many reversals of fortune happen to good men? Nothing bad can happen to a good man. Opposites do not mix. Just as the vast number of rivers, all the rain that falls in showers from above and the massive volume of mineral springs do not alter the taste of the sea, do not even moderate it, so adversity's onslaughts are powerless to affect the spirit of a brave man. It Mm. remains unshaken and makes all events assume its own colour, for it is stronger than all external forces. I do not mean that he is insensible to those forces, but that he conquers them. And as a man who in all else is calm and tranquil of mind, he rises to face whatever attacks him. All adversity he regards as a training exercise. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Learn from it. Learn from adversity. I've said said this to my kids their entire lives. Yeah. They quote it back to me now. They used to laugh at it when right. I when they were little, and now they they <laughs> they quote it back to me all the time. I've been telling them since they were Fox's age. When things don't go your way, here are the two questions you need to ask yourself: What can I do to turn this to my advantage? Mm-hmm. And what does this enable me to do that I couldn't do before? Right. You see it as a training exercise. It's a learning experience. You figure out a way to respond to it, to make it your bitch. Exactly. Uh, instead of going, why did this why happen me? to me? <laughs> I didn't get what I wanted. Mm. That's not going to fix anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, mm. you sound like Republicans. Um, as <laughs> Trump voters. It's a good impression of a Trump voter. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So as Alexander was tutored by Aristotle, Nero was tutored by Seneca, and they remained close for most of his reign. How is it possible that a man tutored by one of the most famous Stoic philosophers would end up with the reputation as one of history's most brutal tyrants? Yeah. That, my friends and Ray, are... The questions we are going to answer over the course of this series. 